So the only other question I got this week that I want to talk a little bit about um, is there was a question from, I believe it was Todd, who talked about how, how do you deal with not over trading? Um, meaning that either A, you come into the market, you see so many opportunities and you want to take all of them. So many opportunities on so many different pairs and you want to take all of them. Or B, you just feel this urge, this need to be involved in the markets at all time. So how do you deal with that? Before I, I get into my answer, I'd love to hear what you guys think. How do you deal with overtrading? The urge of overtrading. I'm actually going to bring up his, uh, his actual question. Turn to show it to you guys. But type it in while I bring that up. I'm going to read you the, the full question in a second. It says, Akil, I have a question about patience when trading. When we feel that we have to be trading all the time. I do anyway, and I hear that a lot of others do as well. I know we live by rules, but sometimes a lot of patience is required to wait for the best-in-class setups. Just like to hear a little bit about the discipline to wait and not get in a rush because you feel like you will miss something. I don't know if that's a good topic or not, but I just looked at a trade. I'm glad I did not enter. I was patient. Um, I was patient and waited long enough to get a better signal and better confluence. And I know you, I've, there's a very easy answer for that, um, which is going to be my, if you guys weren't clients, that'd be the answer I'd, I'd give someone if they shot me an email. And Kevin just said it. Kevin says, easy answer. Follow your rules. Kevin says, discipline. Jessica says, stick to your trading plan only. Do analysis. IPDE and go do something else. Manish says, won't we, should we focus on good quality trades um, if they are a place where we should? Okay, there's someone else. Yeah. So yeah, the easy answer is this, right? Follow your rules. Right? Going back to that question. Um, we feel like we have to be, we feel like we have to be trading, um, all the time. I know we live by rules, but sometimes a lot of patience is required for the best class setups. That is true. Um, now there's one, another one. I don't know if it's a good topic. I just looked at a trade. I'm glad I did not enter. Now here's the thing, right? You should never be glad you did not enter because you found a better entry, right? You should be glad you did not enter because of what? because it didn't meet your rules. So there should never be a place where it's like, you know, I know, I know sometimes we say to the side, whew, glad I didn't enter there, but we should never be tempted to enter somewhere, be glad we didn't enter and then get a better shot later because the only thing that we should be happy or sad about is did we follow our rules or not, right? And if, it, if, the, if a setup met my rules and I did not enter, and I got a better setup later, well, that still should be a bad feeling because I, I broke my rules by not trading it. If a setup didn't meet my rules and then it went higher and gave me a better setup, I shouldn't have any type of feeling because guess what? I wasn't supposed to enter that trade anyway. So the key is to stop over trading, just follow your rules, right? If you're, if you're taking all the trades that fit within your rule set, are you over trading? No. Now, a different topic could be 
are you trading too much? That could be a different topic because you could be following your rules and trading too much, which we can get into a little bit later. But yeah, meet your rules. But the temptation is always there. I understand the temptation to trade because here's the thing. I always advise you guys to start with what? A single trading strategy. Now, this particular trader does not. This particular trader is, is kind of more along the, the Chris the Chris path. And this is no offense to Chris because Chris, you know, I've worked with Chris for a long time. I know he knows what he's doing. But this particular trader is, is trading. He wants to trade a lot of different ways. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't personally think he's ready to trade that many ways. But, you know, I can't sit behind you and force you to do anything. So it's on you. But I always advise you guys master one thing right? Master a single thing, have that single thing make money for you, and then move on to the next thing, right? Simple, right? It's just like going back to the budgeting talk earlier, right? We always, you know, you know what is a better way in general in life? Do you want one main source of income or do you want multiple sources of income? Right? You want multiple sources of income, right? That's, 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 I think everyone should try to set up their life that way where they have multiple sources of income, whether it could be two jobs, it could be investment, it could be trading as a source, it could be something else you do, right? Maybe you, you sell paintings on the side, doesn't matter. Multiple sources of income, right? Now, the question is, do you do all of that at once? No. What do you do? It's one at a time, right? One at a time. You do, let, let's say, let's say you're someone that's going on to be a trading coach, right? So let's say you 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 have your full-time job, which you're working, boom, one source, right? You've just learned the skill of trading, you're making some money for trading, boom, two. Let's say you start, um, you start a signal service, right? Or let's say you start a YouTube, a YouTube channel, right? And you get some YouTube ad money, right? Three. All right, well, now your YouTube channel is gaining steam. You're making some good money off your ads. Um, even though it takes some, you need to have like a millions and millions of viewers to do it. But let's just pretend you're making good money off your ad. Now you decide to add a signal service, right? Boom. Four sources, right? Now you've got money off your signal service. You got all this extra money. You don't know what to do with it. You invest it in some long-term stocks or something like that, mutual funds, right? Boom, five sources, right? You got some more extra money. You buy real estate, boom, six sources, right? You, you One at a time, right? You master one at a time. And once you master one, it gives you the flexibility to move to the next one. That's that's my belief in in business. That's my belief in in life as well. I mean, even as a business, right? Do you want to start your business selling 80 million things or do you want to focus on a minimal amount, right? You guys ever heard of the store, the store uh, like Dairy Queen? That might just be a regional thing. All right, so Dairy Queen is just ice cream shop, right? Starts off by just selling ice cream, right? Ice creams, blah, blah, blah. That's all it sells, right? Master's ice cream, known for ice cream. Then it starts selling other stuff like smoothies, right? Slushies, boom, other things. Now, what's the problem with an ice cream shop? Seasonal, right? Winter, what do you do during the winter months, right? You've got probably May, June, July, April, May, June, July, August, September, six months. 
of ice cream weather, right? So once they established doing ice cream, they started going, okay, well, let's start doing snacks. Pretzels. Pizza. Right? Slowly evolving, adding more and more. You can look at other things, even like McDonald's, right? McDonald's started off doing one thing. What? Hamburger. Right? That's what you go to McDonald's for. Hamburger. Fries. Oh, start introducing chicken. Oh, start introducing salads. Milkshakes. Right? And then what became what became the thing with McDonald's? McDonald's isn't seasonal, but it's what? Ooh, the McRib. Oh, yeah. When, when do you go to McDonald's, guys? When do you eat a hamburger? Do you eat a hamburger first thing in the morning? Yeah, lunch, dinner. So, so, right? So, McDonald's has this big window of time, right? 24 hours in a day. Right? They have this big, this big window of time that they're missing out on revenue, right? But guess what they're still paying? Guess what you're still paying? You're still paying rent money, aren't you? You're still paying the lease money on that property 24 hours, even though you're not producing 24 hours, am I right? So what do you add after you've mastered one thing? Oh, let's add coffee. Oh, let's add the Egg McMuffin. Let's add pancakes, breakfast, why? Because now we can take advantage of that extra time we had. And boom, guess what they've done? They've built a 24-hour, 24 24-7 business now, right? Where they can produce income 24 hours around the clock. So do you see it's a little, a little bit different going into the business world? But do you, do you see the similarities? How they're, they're, they're taking advantage of multiple streams, even though it, it's, again, it's a little bit different than what we talked about. Multiple streams as far as breakfast, lunch, vegetarians, whatnot. But did they do it all at once? No. They start off with one thing. What was that one thing? The hamburger. And then once they got good, they slowly started branching out. So that's what I advise as far as your, your, your trading goes. But... Um, yeah, I, one of the things that we need to get rid of is, you know, we have we, we have the temptation to to want to trade because we look at trading as gambling, right? If you're looking at trading as a place for you to get action instead of for you to just execute, you've got the wrong idea. And many of us do. Many of us want action, right? What's the fun about gambling? We get to sit there and, and do things. We get action, right? Would you, would you go to the casino and, and sit around a craps table and not place any bets for an hour? Would you sit in front of a slot machine and not pull it for two hours? No, right? You gamble because you want the rush of pulling that thing down. The little numbers start flicking around. You lose, right? And you're like, ooh, that was fun. Let's do it again. Right? And you lose, right? But you're there for the action and the free drinks. Are we in trading for the action? About that action, boss. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. Who would think we'd be quoting Marshawn Lynch? That'd be a good trading commercial. Have have uh, Marshawn Lynch come in. Marshawn Lynch, why do you trade? About that action, boss. 
you guys are not familiar, Ma- Ma- Marshawn Lynch is just hilarious. He's a, he's this football player who's just like the biggest, meanest, toughest. He he caused an earthquake. I'm not even lying. It's not a he. There was a play he did years ago. Where he actually caused an earthquake. Um, they call him Beast Mode, but he gets funny because he um, he doesn't like answering questions. He's like this real, you know, dreaded up, just strong, muscly guy, and he just doesn't want to answer any questions. So he has like real short answers. He's great, man. He, he actually caused an earthquake. It was crazy. And then he dove into the end zone, grabbing his junk, of course. But, yeah, we don't need to be in trading for the action, right? So the key is, right, if we have that need, desire to find action, we have to get it from somewhere else. Instead of actually trading and putting our money at risk. So where, where can we get it for or from? And you guys should Google, if you haven't seen it, Marshawn Lynch earthquake. And everyone threw Skittles at him. It's awesome. That, that's what he did. He eats Skittles on the sideline to turn into beast mode. It's awesome. But where, where can we get that action from, that excitement? Well, what, are, what are some other aspects of trading that we should always be working on instead of actually physically training? What do professional athletes do when they're not playing the game? Yeah. Other activities, right? Back testing, paper trading, practice, course material. Get your action from somewhere else. There's no money at risk when you're doing that. And that's going to take away that temptation to trade. Right? And another problem is traders are trading too many ways on too many things, right? They justify it by saying, okay, well, Keo, I'm going to stick to my rules. Because I don't want to be a rule breaker. But I'm just going to trade 18 different strategies on 18 different pairs. That way they always have action. And you're just putting yourself, unless you're using very, very, and if you're a swing trader, it's a little bit different. But you're putting yourself at a lot of risk, a lot of exposure. So the simple answer to that question is you just got to do something else. Find something else to fill that void, right? Just like habits. We can't, we don't really break habits. We just replace them with different ones, right? So if you're in a habit of overtrading, Find something else else to fulfill that habit. Backtest. Trade review. Strategy system development. Hop on the chat and talk to some traders. Shoot, that's a really good one. I should have thought about that earlier. Hop on the chat. Let it distract you. But there should be no temptation to do anything outside of your trading rules. And rather, I should say this. There should be a temptation. Um, but you should not do it. There's always going to be a temptation because you're going to see many different ways that you can attack the market. But you have to be disciplined enough to know if it does not meet my rules, I cannot do it, even if I want to. Um, is that the reason Jason told in the starting video that new traders should focus on swing trading first? Um, no, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. I think everyone's different. Um, swing trading, day trading, I don't think it makes a difference on which one you start with. Both have pros and cons. There's pros of swing trading, there's pros of, of, of day trading, right? And there's cons to both. But I do think you should focus on one way of trading. You shouldn't try to swing and day trade. You shouldn't try to trade 18 different strategies at once. But I don't think you necessarily need to think need to start with swing trading as a as a newer trader. I don't think you necessarily start with day trade, right? Both have pros and cons.
Both have pros and cons. Obviously, one has more action than the other. But both have the pros and cons, yeah. But you should start with, which, with whichever one fits your lifestyle. And I think the reason he says that is because most people who are trading, they don't have two, three hours to dedicate to looking at the charts. They're usually trading around something else, trading around another job that you have. So swing trading is going to be a lot easier because you don't, need to, you don't need to be actively involved in the market. As a day trader for your one, two, three, four hour period, however long you're trading, right? You need to be actively watching your charts, correct? Not everyone has that time that they can dedicate to doing that, right? Some people have to work. As a swing trader, it's easier to fit trading around your life. You can, you can do your analysis in the morning, go to your job, and then come back and do some more analysis at night. And you have plenty of time to analyze, plenty of time to do it. However, more temptation for action. As a swing trader, your trading opportunities, they're few and far in between, right? So more temptation during those down periods to try to force something. Day trade, you're going to get a lot of action. So you're not going to have that same temptation, but markets move fast. So it's going to be harder for you to catch that action. But end of the day, it, 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 it comes down to what it always comes down to. Follow your rules. Be disciplined. And replace, replace that temptation to be involved in everything. Replace it with something else. Find another habit. Could be trading related. It doesn't have to be trading related. You can, you can I remember Jason Stapleton used to play guitar. Learned, taught himself how to play guitar while he was trading. He gave himself something else to do, a distraction, instead of just looking at the charts all day. So give it a try. All right, any other questions on this, guys? If not, we're going to wrap up. Again, I want to have a short Q&A today. That way you can actually start prepping for, uh, prepping for this event. I am the man, aren't I? Thank you. Yeah, I was just saying, I was just telling myself that this morning. Looked in the mirror and said, Akil, you are the man, aren't you? <laughs> Here he goes again. Taylor said, same. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Um, really made me think about my plan, try to incorporate too many. Yeah, hey, that's a big thing. I'm telling you, I, I, I said the same thing to Chris. Now, at the end of the day, you guys can do what you want. I said, I said the same thing to Chris. I said the same thing to Todd the other day. Um, they shot me emails, Chris, a long time ago, Todd, last week. And they talked about, hey, I want to trade this and that and that and this and this and that and that and this and that. And I'm like, I know you want to. And maybe, maybe you map that out in the bigger picture. Maybe you make that your, you know, I always, you know, I always walk, work with people on goal setting. Um, and, you know, we, break, we, we have goals. We, 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 it starts like this. You have goals, you have objectives, you have tactics, right? Right, so you have your big goal, which is the, you know, probably to be a consistently profitable trader. Um, you have your objective, which is going to be a little bit more detail about what's, what it's going to take to get there, right? So what you want to do how you're going to do it, what you're going to use to get there. And then your tactics are basically the steps that you're going to use to achieve that, right? So maybe you have in your goals that, hey, I want to, I want to trade 10 different strategies and systems, or I want to trade 20 different pairs. Maybe that's your main, your main goal, 
When you go down to your tactics section, that's when you break it down one at a time. Okay, first, start with trend continuation trading. And then after you master that, all right, second tactic, add Fibonacci inversion strategy. Right? So do it step by step. Don't do it all at once. I'm telling you, you're, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get overwhelmed. Your analysis is going to suffer. And your psyche may suffer too. When you're, when you're in a lot of trading opportunities, right? It's good when it's good. What happens when you're in a drawdown? It can get bad. Yes, the, the Q&As are always recorded. Yes. So start, start with one. Find your, find your best trade, Ben. What is your best trade? Let me ask you that right now. What is your best trade? What do you think your best trade? Meaning if, 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 if you were in a trading competition, the competition said, Ben, you can only trade one way. And it's not based on profitability. I know that it's just a random trading competition, right? You can trade one way. You can only choose one strategy. What would it be? In fact, everyone enter. What would you say? What's your best? And remember, your best doesn't necessarily mean the most profitable because maybe you have a profitable trading strategy, but you're not really good at it. You ever think about that? That's another thing. I see a lot of people trying to trade stuff they're just not good at. I bet you never thought about that, have you? Why are you trading what you're trading? Are you, did you pick something because you think it's going to make you the most profit? Did you, are you trading cipher patterns because Darren said, hey, they're 70%, 70 they're the most frequent pattern in the market, they're going to make you a lot of money? Because let me ask you this, right? Do you actually want to pursue something that you're not good at? And I don't mean that as a negative, but, right? We're just, we're not all good at everything. I bet some of you struggle, some of you, I bet some of you are a lot better with identifying shorts versus longs. Right? Why pick a 2618 if you're not good at seeing double bottoms? How successful are you going to be at it? Huh? You ever think about that? Seriously. So one of the things that you want to do is you, you want to go through, when you go through the training, you want to ask yourself, what really stands out to me? And maybe everything stands out. But I was talking to Naomi the other day, right? Naomi was, was having some struggles with, with flags and pennants, right? Which are very tough patterns, by the way. Flags, pennants, wedges, all those consolidation patterns are very tough because, right, there's a lot more discretion, a lot more subjectivity in those pattern formations because they're, they're purely price action related. So you need a much better eye of reading a price chart than you do of saying a normal pullback trade. So she was saying, Akil, I'm struggling with this. Is this one? Is that one? I think this is one, but then that could be that. That could be that. And I said, hey, maybe you should try something else. I know I sound like a Rick by saying that, but it's obvious right now. And, my, and, and it doesn't mean you you throw it away forever, but it's obviously right now, obvious right now at this point that you're not good at identifying it. You probably need more experience, right? I didn't start trading these breakout patterns until probably about, what, four or five years into my trading? When I got better at reading price action? So maybe you're not good at it. 
So maybe you say, you know what? I'm going to put it on my list for later on what I eventually want to start learning. But right now, why, why do I want to waste any energy trading something that I'm not actually good at identifying? Even if it's the most profitable setup in the world, because guess what? What is the value? What is the worth of the most profitable setup in the world if you can't actually find it and execute it? Right? What's the point of owning a Ferrari, a Lotus, if you don't if you don't have a driver's license? You can't drive it. I got friends that have these big immaculate like toolkits, all these super super awesome like manly tools. And they don't know how to use it, so it just sits there and looks pretty. So find something that stands out to you. Find something that works. Find something that you can easily identify. That is just like, you know, I get this. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, I get Jason Greystone trying to continue with that. I get that. I get that. Extension, pullback, I get that. And then master that. And then as you get better, and we, we always talk about trade review and all that fun stuff, right? Review, reviewing the tape, going back to your trade. We have videos on that and whatnot, right? As you do that, Maybe you start to pick up the other things. You know, oh, this was a flat. Okay. And then you find, hey, maybe two years later, maybe Naomi's great at identifying ascending triangles now. And then guess what she can do then? Add it to the repertoire, right? And now she can trade that as well. So think about it. But start, start with your best move. Start with your go-to move. Right? Five seconds left on the clock. You've got the ball playing basketball, where do you want to go to get the shot? That's what you need to think about. Top of the key, the shoulder, the corner. Where do I want to get the shot from? And try to get to that point. Sounds good? Think about it, though. Seriously, think about it. Seriously, think about it. I, I bet a lot of you guys are just, you're going through strategies with the mindset of, hey, what's going to make me the most money versus what am I actually good at? Because we're all not good at everything. We're all different.